0: Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry.
1: episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother,
2: reliever emeritus, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Good. Just, just limbering up the arm. Yeah. Limbering up the arm, getting ready to pitch in the Bay Bridge series
1: one that's last right. time. I, that's right. I heard you signed a... Uh... A special contract? So not a special, could... not a special
2: contract. I signed a minor league contract.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's. it's I'm a non-roster special invitee,
2: just like, <laughs> just like Mr. Romo.
1: That's right. That's right. Just like Sergio Romo, except that's true for one of you and a lie for the other.
2: <laughs> I, I I could dream, Ben. I could dream.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Sergio is like living the end of a dream. Right. Like, isn't that kind of like the end of the dream? I guess that's how the end of the dream would be. Right. You get drafted. You do. You make it up through the minors. You you strike out a Hall of Famer looking to sweep a World Series victory on
2: your second best pitch, by the way. (laughs)
1: That's right. On your second best
2: pitch. Because he was looking slider. That's why (laughs) he was looking slider.
1: And he locked them up. Pumped an
2: 88-mile-per-hour fastball right down the middle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Hey, Old crafty Sergio was uh, outsmarting guys his whole career. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, and that's the dream, right? That's the dream. You go on. You have a super long career. uh, And uh, and then at the end, you sign a, you know, you sign a a goodbye contract with your team so that you can retire – uh, as as a member of the greatest team ever, the San Francisco Giants,
2: right? right? That's the dream. That is the dream. And the Giants Man, don't do this for little... everyone. I mean, the last time they did this was for J.T. Snow, if you recall. I mean, J.T. Snow played—he started at first base on opening day, and like a few years after he'd left. They signed him to a contract. He actually went out there, took the field, and then got his his applause and then walked off the field and a good
1: uh, roster spot for that.
2: I know. Yeah, that would never happen nowadays, but uh yeah.
1: no, no. I mean Farhan Zaidi would do that for real. Right? He'd be like, "Oh, Will Clark? Yeah, we'll try out." Sure. <laughs> and we Will be like, "But I can't I can't catch the ball." And be like, "Oh, I don't know if you know, Will, we don't care about that.
2: <laughs> Can you still rake? <laughs>
1: Can you still rake?" <laughs> uh yeah so they don't do this though but they don't do this for everybody no right
2: no and you know sergio romo being such a big part of what three world series champions i mean
1: yeah he's got three rings
2: yeah what one of, of the, the few, few? right what that of, made it was all there all three all three world series championships
1: hang on i gotta go to baseball reference just to make sure I'm, that's true I,
2: i'm i'm 99 sure it's true
1: I'm 98 percent sure that's true. If you hear my typing, you know, that's what I'm doing. Look, look, it's OK for me to look things up on baseball reference. It's not OK for you kids uh, to look <laughs> up the trivia question answer, though. OK, just so we're all clear on that. <laughs> okay, right. Yes. Yes. He has three rings. OK. He has three. Rings. All right. Good. Yes. Uh, I'm not yeah, going to edit it, this. Yeah. I'm just
2: going to let it go. We're just going to we're just going to ride that out.
1: No, I didn't want you to edit it. Okay, editing. We don't. We never edit. Oh, that's folks, true, folks. We we never cut out our mistakes. <laughs>
2: oh, thank, See, watch thank. this.
1: Watch this. Um. Uh. Wha- <clears throat> See, we never edit anything out like that.
2: I'm totally editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna get it out. You gotta, you know, because you—that's how mean, you sound, pretty much 99 percent of the time, anyway.
1: Yeah, that's that would be pretty good if you did edit it. Out though. <laughs> and now I won't know. I won't know until I listen to it. That's right. And it'll be then. It'll be too late. It'll be too late. Uh, all right, hey Matthew, I got a question for you. Okay. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your wrestling name be, and what would your signature move be?
2: Okay. See, I. Some of you are probably thinking WWE, but I'm thinking of like lucha libre. All right, so I'd have a lucha mask. I have a mask on and with glitter uh-huh. and like sequins, and my name would be El Guapo Rápido, and uh, which means the handsome fast one. And uh, and my signature moves, I'd just be so fast, I'd just like run around. They get dizzy, and then I just knock them out. That would be my signature move. <laughs>
1: Uh, wow, that's, okay, that's cool, that's cool, um, hmm, what would my name be, um, uh, what's the word for old person? Uh,
2: um. Because I too
1: would probably also be, uh, yeah, a luchador, yeah, I, definitely, definitely. I'm going to uh, be. Viejo,
2: that's it, yes. Oh so... yeah,
1: Viejo, that's right, that's right, I'm going to be, um. Uh, El Viejo fail Well, it's going to be El Viejo Gordito. Oh, okay. I'll go with that one. (laughs) Or, Or El Viejo Gordo. Yeah, I guess is what it would be. El Viejo Gordo. And my signature move would be like, you know, as the bell rings, I would come running forward and then I would pull up lame. Like reach back on my hammy. <laughs> like you pulled a hammy? Yeah, like I pulled a hammy and then I would lynch you know, urge forward towards my opponent, and then as he got close, I would lift my head up into his face uh and and whack him with the back of my skull.
2: Yeah, and you got a big noggin, so you just totally knock yeah, him
1: out. No, I got a, I got a really hard skull. Yeah. Yeah. So and that would be my that would be it. And I if like that it. didn't work that didn't work, then it just you know, I'd be I'd backbreaker, pile driver, throwing me off the top of the ring, you know. And then Basically it'd be about thirty seconds of mayhem. And uh yeah, that's
2: it. All that's right. it. Well yeah. just think about yeah. El Viejo Gordo and El Guapo Rápido tag team wrestled. <laughs> it would it would be quite the quite the spectacle. <laughs>
1: Well, that's true, too. Cause, and we'd have to drag it out. So, like, you know, you'd start off in the ring and everybody would be disappointed because I wouldn't be able to do my signature move. And then we would tag. And then, then I would do my signature move, yes, right? I'd go running in. Yeah. And then as I got, you know, and they were about to pin me, I would I would lurch away. And then I would limp double hamstring pull. And then I would tag you back in.
2: Right. And then I'd run them around, get them all tired. And then you would limp back in and, and deliver your signature <laughs> knockout blow.
1: Yes. That's right. That's right. Hey, let's keep doing this. <laughs> No, let's not. Anyway, folks, today is Sunday, March 19th, as we record this podcast. It's spring training. You know what, Matthew? A few weeks ago, like, I could not wait for spring training to start. It was like, oh, man, spring training is so close. If if it could only ever happen, and and every day felt like an eternity. And now... Like it just feels like spring training is never going to end. And they went and they put this like other like s- other like entire baseball season in the middle of spring training?
2: Yes, yeah, so we're supposed called... to pay attention to two different things now?
1: I like the called yeah, what's it called? It's it's like a it's like called like the, the, the universal
2: baseball something or other.
1: Right, right. It's like it's called the exhibition what, national flag expedition baseball games or something? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, obvi- well, for those of you who don't know, we're trying to talk about the World Baseball Classic. And if you don't know what that is, good for you. Um, we haven't talked about it very much on this show. We, we did talk about it a few, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago when Desclafani had a really good start, I think, against the, the American team in a tune-up game that they had against the Giants.
2: Yep. Uh,
1: you know, I, I know that the United States played a really good game what is yesterday to us now, which is on Saturday and it was this back and forth affair. Um, but something significant happened in that game outside of the fact that the Americans won, which was that uh, Altuve playing for Venezuela was, was hit on his hand and uh, broke his thumb and is now out for an unknown period of time. He's going to miss a significant period of of the baseball season which to me is really funny and he's actually not the first notable guy to get hurt right in the WBC because uh the closer for the Mets Diaz you know he's the you know, for those of us on the west coast we don't pay attention to east coast baseball because it, it happens too early in the day
2: yeah but then you watch ESPN that's all they do is the east coast baseball so <laughs> right we, all know, they so do- got, oh, we got the, we all know the little trumpet entrance thing yeah, that he does exactly, yeah exactly
1: exactly that this is the trumpet guy this is the trumpet guy he um he tore his patella tendon Well, it wasn't during a game, was it? No,
2: it was (laughs) celebrating at the end.
1: They, 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 they. It was he's pitching for Puerto Rico. They eliminated the Dominican Republic, no small feat, right?
2: Yeah, and were able to
1: advance, advance to the knockout rounds, and uh, and celebrating. He was, uh, you know, he jumped up and down, but he jumped up and down too hard, tore tore his tendon, and is now going to miss the entire season. And that's the so that's two major injuries to stars, which I know that Major League Baseball was like desperately trying to avoid. Right? And the reason I know that, Matthew, and the reason why I think the WBC is so dumb, is because the manager of the US team, Mark DeRosa, had some quote, and I'm and I'm too lazy to dig it up, and I don't even care enough. But but he made this quote that effectively was like, I'm not gonna do anything. As a manager of this team that jeopardizes a player's professional career, nor am I going to hurt the chances of their employer, the Major League Baseball club, of getting the benefit of having that player. So I don't want them to get hurt, which sounded to me a lot like the manager of the United States team saying the most important thing to him was not winning but right. making sure that his players didn't get hurt so that their services wouldn't be lost to their other team.
2: And that's probably what he was been told to do, right? I mean.
1: Right. No, yeah. I there's no doubt that's what he's been told to do, but just to me it just makes this whole thing just a total and complete joke. Right? And it's just like why 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 are we playing these games with these bizarre rules, right? Like you Know there's no pitch clock, but hey, you can't the pitcher can't throw more than 40 pitches because he might hurt himself. And it's like, well, you know, as we know, major league baseball players, Matthew, they get hurt when they're playing baseball at full speed. And uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Like, it, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me,
2: yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would, I imagine there's money involved somewhere, but um. But I don't know if Major League Baseball is the one that's kind of driving that money train. I'm not sure.
1: Well, it seems like it seems like they want to do something that grows the game. To me, it feels like they're actually trying to prevent some other international tournament from getting traction.
2: Mm. They want to control the tournament.
1: Right. They definitely do not want to be like soccer. Right. Where soccer, the biggest thing in the world is the World Cup. Right. Yeah. I, I will say this, though. Soccer is a lot bigger of a sport than baseball. You know, and and it's really funny because in that sport, you never have a star say, oh, I'm not going to play in the World Cup. I don't want to jeopardize my professional career. <laughs> right. You never have a star saying that. Right. No, because they all want to play in the World Cup because the World Cup is the most important tournament. And uh, and I guarantee you, Major League Baseball does not ever want to have a tournament be more important than the World Series. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's my theory
2: anyway. All right, why so that's are we talking about we this? Get... I, don't know. I forgot why we're talking about this.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. We, get, we get half baseball. Anyway, you got a trivia question. Ask us the trivia question.
2: All right. So, the trivia question, not about World Baseball Classic, but about opening day, which is rapidly approaching. And so, I thought it'd be appropriate to throw out some uh, opening day trivia. And this one is not like, you know, sometimes the trivia questions are from the 80s or, you know, 90s or whatever when we were we were young men. Or even teenagers uh this one was within uh just a few short years ago oh. but i still think it's a challenging question to answer okay good. who was the opening day right fielder for the 2020 san francisco giants
1: oh 2020 good year good year Yeah. <laughs> terrible um, year terrible year <laughs> oh I meant for the Giants. It was a resurgence year. They they almost made the playoffs. They contended. You know, they were contending. Yeah, I mean, they the let very... off a walk
2: off home run in their own park. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great year. <laughs> hmm.
1: Who was the opening day right fielder? <sighs>
2: See, I oh, mean, I, okay. I actually, I actually wrote this trivia question, and the answer yeah. is further down in our show notes, and I still can't remember who it is.
1: It, it was, it was, it was Mitch Shablonsky.
2: <laughs> no, no, not Mitch Mitch, Shablon-
1: Mitch, not Mitch Shablonsky. No, Connor Joe. Connor
2: Joe. Well, that would be a plausible guess. Yeah, wrong the, position, though. Yeah, and wrong year. But uh, yeah. yeah. So we will mm. we will revisit this question
0: at the end of the episode. Mm. Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails.
1: Ha, uh, Bob. Gah.
0: Fine. <laughs> Gah. Yeah, well, that's his job, man. He's got to keep us
2: going here.
1: All right. Well, then, uh, you know, okay, who's going who's going first, Bob?
2: I honestly don't remember.
0: Uh Bob, who's going first? What are you drinking, Ben?
2: I think
1: it's Matthew who's supposed to go first, Bob, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I mean, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Ah, uh, this week, folks, I I'm drinking a tiki daiquiri of Shocker. my of my own creation. Folks, I promise you, the end is the end is nigh. Okay, this is my second to last tiki cocktail that I am drinking next week. In I'm wrapping it up, right? As we go into the new season, I'm gonna be full of hope and and uh, for the future. And I'm going to be optimistic, and I want to start fresh and new with different cocktails that are not tiki-based. One of those things is true, <laughs> and that is I'm not going to be doing tiki cocktails. But but uh, so 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 bear with me. Today I am drinking a original daiquiri that I made uh, um, on my own. I took all of the ingredients that I have learned about on my Tiki Sojourn, and I combine them all into a, a version of one of my favorite cocktails, the Daiquiri, and I have named it the Blood Moon Daiquiri. If you want to hear more about this and all of the different ingredients, hey, go download the show from last Thursday. It's right below this one. Just scroll down one notch, hit it, listen to it. It's 30 more minutes of us, and you like us. <laughs> I think. Anyway. Uh,
2: Are you going to tell them what's in it?
1: Yeah. I'm going to tell you what's in it right now. It's one and a half ounces of blended light rum, half an ounce of pot distilled overproof rum, one ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of blood orange juice, and half an ounce of orgeat. You put all of those together in a shaker. You shake them until it's super cold, and then you double strain into a chilled coupe glass. You serve it up. And garnish it with a floating wheel of a blood orange. The Blood Moon Daiquiri. And that's what I'm
0: drinking, Bob. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. What are you drinking,
2: Matthew? Well, Bob, uh, so last week when our Happy Hour episode was released, it was released the day before St. Patrick's Day. And so I decided to get into the mood because, you know, Ben and I are 4% Irish and we, we need to celebrate our Irish roots.
1: Represent. Represent. I try to do an, to do an Irish accent, but I, I don't uh, even know what that sounds that,
2: like. Yeah. That was not an Irish accent, but.
1: Uh, I, I, I apologize. Great. 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 Probably
2: another great. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Great.
1: Grandpa. And, or grandma.
2: Yeah, well, 4%, sure it so it might go back even further than that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we we anyway. Anyway, I'm doing a, a cocktail called the Irish Maid. And the Irish Maid is a spinoff of another uh, uh, famous cocktail called the Kentucky Maid, which is made with bourbon. Mine, however, is made with Irish whiskey. Uh, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So uh, in that cocktail is two cucumber slices that are muddled, two ounces of Irish whiskey, a half ounce of elderflower liqueur, three-quarter ounces of lemon juice, freshly squeezed, three-quarter ounce of simple syrup. Shake all that together in a cocktail shaker with ice until well chilled, and then double strain it into a chilled rocks glass over fresh ice and garnish it with a cucumber slice. And it's a nice, refreshing one. But like Ben said, go learn all about the details over uh, last week's or last Thursday's episode of Happy Hour. That's what I'm drinking today.
0: Mmm. That's a
2: tasty cocktail. You already said that about mine, Bob. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's trying to just kiss ass. That's what he's trying to do. (laughs) Oh, well,
1: you know... That's fine. But Matthew, this is an important episode. I don't, you know, I I know I was complaining at the top of the show about how, like, I'm ready for it to be over. But here's Ah. the thing. In in terms of episodes of of Giant Cocktails, this is the second to last episode before the season starts.
2: That's right. You know what that means? We got to get our butts in gear is what it means. That means we got to talk about the season.
1: That's right. That's right. It's finally here. Like, we can't BS our way through these shows anymore. We actually have to get down to brass tacks.
2: So what better tax to talk about than our early season predictions?
1: That's right. The It's way too early predictions. Folks, we don't even know what the final roster is going to be. But we're going to predict like we do anyway
2: cuz that's how we roll here at Giant Cocktails.
1: <laughs> that's how we roll. Uh all right, who's going first? How are we doing this? All right, who's so well, the question? I think
2: yeah, we'll just bounce them back and forth and we'll just answer right. them. We've got a lot of questions, right. so let's get going. Ben, who has a better season, Michael Conforto or Mitch Haniger?
1: Mitch Conforto. <laughs> Michael Haniger. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go Conforto because I feel like that's the better answer and I'm just going to steal it. Because, like, I you know, I, in old days, last in previous years, Matthew, I would try to, like, be nice, and I'd let you have the better answer, like, or I'd try to sound like I, you know, like I was be trying to be intelligent. But no, I'm just taking the obvious answer. It's clearly Conforto. It's clearly the guy who missed an entire season last year.
2: Clearly, it. clearly, and and you know I don't blame you for for you know wanting to say Mitch Conforto or Michael Haniger because you know when you look at their overall stats for their career, they actually started uh, Michael Conforto started a year earlier, but then he missed a year. Mitch Haniger started uh, also missed better parts of of a year last year. Their OPS pluses though almost identical. Michael Conforto career OPS plus of one twenty four. Mitch Haniger career OPS plus of one twenty three. I think before uh, the season, like if you'd asked me this last, a couple weeks ago, I might have said Mitch Haniger, just because I feel like his injuries haven't been the type that you know, that would necessarily you know preclude doom. But then he got his little oblique strain, and he's not even going to start the season, most likely. on, on you know, He's going to start it on the IL. So I feel like uh, Conforto has the inside track to have the better season. So me too. I'm going to say Michael Conforto. But I'm not counting out my boy Mitch to have a good year.
1: Right. I don't want to count my chickens quite yet. But I will say this, like between the two on opening day, the one who will have had played, you know, in twenty twenty three and the other one who will haven't, it's gonna be Conforto. Yeah. 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 And and that by nature, by 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 rule, will mean that he's had the better season. Even if he doesn't <laughs> offer,
2: right? Like, yes. you know, availability is is the best ability. Uh, yes. yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. And um I will say this, Matthew. Um I, here's a bold prediction. If these two guys do not stay healthy and do not produce, ah, uh, then the Giants season is doomed. Oh yeah, we we need these guys to be healthy and we need them to be, uh, uh, well, we need them to be hitting uh, home runs because they're not going to be doing they're gonna be fair to Midland out on the defensive side of the ball. But even, yeah. and, and if they're hurt, though, the, the defense questions really, really get really yes. bad. Yes. Right? Left fielder, Jock Peterson, yes. That's that's right, that's right. And we saw what that was like, and, and it was awful. It was abysmal. So we really need both of these guys uh, to be healthy and to be producing. And so, so far, Mitch Haniger, not off to a great start, buddy.
2: Yeah. Well, and just, you're seeing how just one injury kind of, Well, one injury and then, you know, and then we had, I guess, two injuries because uh, we learned today that uh, Austin Slater has uh, not only, you know, first we were worried about his elbow and now he strained his hamstring and was also going to miss what sounds like maybe some significant time. So that has really put a strain on the defense overall. And if we see Jock Peterson out in left field you know, on one hand, it will be the same left fielder that started last year, which will break the streak of of <laughs> new left fielders. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, nobody wants to see Jock Peterson out in left field on. Opening no,
1: day. no, Matthew, Um, I think we're going to should we break? Should I break this out now? I'm going to break it out now. OK, I think we are actually going to see a continuation of the left fielder curse, the okay. curse of Barry Bonds. Starting opening day in New York City in left field.
2: Rule five draftee.
1: For the second time in four years, a rule five draftee, this time, won Blake Sable. Put it in ink. That's a prediction for you. All right.
2: All right. Opening day left Blake Sable, opening day left fielder. That's Some right. speculating catcher before the season started. But no, left fielder. <laughs> all right, it? all right. Well, we got to move on. We got a lot of questions. All right, we can't tell right, right, down okay. All right. Who, who has, who a has better the better season? Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. You ask. Who has the
1: better season, Matthew? Ross Stripling or Sean Manea?
2: That's a tough one. Sean Stripling. I'm going to go with Ross Manea. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I. So Menea, as actually, he went to one of those um, pitching guru like places this last year and added velocity.
1: Wait, what? He went to a pitching guru? He did. Oh, clearly he's going to be the better one.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's so he added velocity to his uh, to his to his repertoire this year. His uptick in speed. So I'm kind of inclined to say Minea because you know he's had the better seasons like overall than Stripling, but Stripling has been the more consistently good pitcher. And in fact, if you look at their career ERA plus, Maneas is an even 100, which means he's been on the average, on on the whole, average over his career, whereas Ross Stripling has an ERA plus of 109, which means nine percent above league average. So, I but then of course you know you look at WAR. Sean is, has Sean Manea has a higher WAR career WAR, eleven point five to Stripling seven point eight. But I think that's more indicative of of the good years that Manea had. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say Manea has the better year because of the velocities put on. And I think that he's going to benefit the most out of uh, out of that. So I'm saying Manea. How about you?
1: I'm going with Manea because Ross Stripling's a Dodger.
2: Oh, oh, I didn't even factor that into my equation. So yeah, Padres I mean, don't really count. huh? You just...
1: Well, I mean, I'm not it's a well, look, I'm not a super big Oakland Athletics fan either. So it's not like Sean Manet is like high up on my list.
2: Yes, but nobody's, nobody's lower than the Dodgers. Correct, correct.
1: And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say that just because of that, Sean Manet is going to have the better season. Okay. Um, I don't really have any other analysis other than that. I mean, these guys are both like, I don't know. You know, here's, here's what it is. If one of them has any significant positive impact, I'll be happy.
2: OK. All right. Fair. And I, and again, I think that both of them were pretty good pickups uh, and have potential to be really good uh, depth and and really good starting pitchers for us this year, which could be and most likely will be the strength of this club. Uh, so I, I think we're splitting hairs here a little bit, but I'm going with Manea. OK, next question. Which rookie candidate will have the most impact in the majors this year? And let me name out a few for you, Ben. Do it. Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt, Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable, Brett Wisely, and that's it. I can't think of any other.
1: <laughs> what you don't want to you don't want to read off the name that I put on the list? No, I don't. <laughs> I think I think you're forgetting somebody.
2: I'm not forgetting anyone.
1: You're what about what about uh, superstar to be? And I think Matthew, there's a good chance we are going to see him at the major league level this year i I just i I've got a bad feeling about this, you know what I mean? okay, Dama, uh, who is it? Adrian Sugasti.
2: Yeah, he's so popular you couldn't even remember his first name when we were going over the notes before. You couldn't even spell his name, but but yes. Uh, so a guy that has not gotten a higher than high A ball as a catcher, you're thinking is just going to like waltz in here and be an impact player on the Giants. You know the
1: number of games he played for the major league squad this year in spring training, Matthew, is mind boggling. So I-, I don't know, and-, and the way that Farhan Zaidi decides to bring up you know whomever, uh, you know. I think it's just as likely that we see Adrian Sagasti as we see Casey Schmidt. You know, <laughs> we're all going to be chomping at the bit for Schmidt, and we're going to keep be getting like these weird guys that we've never heard of that we acquired from the Mariners. Yeah, right. You know, um, but that being said, I I, I do think uh, quite seriously. I I think <sighs> wow, you know, there's a lot of buzzy word, buzzy names in here of those five that you named, right? Harrison, Schmidt, Sable, and Wisely. Right. I, I think the obvious answer here is Harrison. He has not had a good spring. No. um, You know, I I think everybody says, oh, but we really like his stuff. You know, everybody likes his approach. I don't know, Matthew, I get a little weirded out when I hear all these baseball people say things like that, because I'm like, is that really how it is? Oh, he's got a good approach. Like, you know, I don't I don't. Well, in my profession, I never said about a guy, oh, what makes this person talented at their job? I'm like, oh, he's got a good approach. <laughs> yeah, I've never said that. No. I've well, said, uh, no, yeah. what I've said is his results are really good. <laughs> you
2: know well, what I, I, mean? I, th- I think that uh, Kyle Harrison, uh, you know, th- every pitcher struggles, I think, when they first kind of. You know, you meet meet major league hitters for the first time, and this was a good introduction for him. But uh, and he's not he's not going to start the season with the Giants, so uh, I imagine they and they don't need to start you know bring him up. They've got so much depth that they don't necessarily need to bring him up this year. Okay, so, so that sounds not,
1: like yeah, you're saying no on Harrison.
2: I'm yeah, I'm not going to say Kyle Harrison. Okay. I. It's easy to say Casey Schmidt or Brett Wisely, who have been two of the kind of uh, utility players that could, you know, come in, especially since, you know, we have a deteriorating uh, Brandon Crawford at shortstop. And one of those guys might be needed to come in and play. And Casey Schmidt has been playing well, uh, both offensively and defensively. And there's all the word in camp that they like him at shortstop, even though he's a third baseman. But that's not who I'm going to go with. I'm going with... Rule 5 draft D Blake Sable.
1: <laughs> I'm color me shocked.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm on the draft the the Blake Sable, the rule five draft D Blake Sable bandwagon, and I'm staying on there. Rule five draft D Blake Sable will have the most impact in the majors this year. I think he'll have an impact because I think he'll be there.
1: Um he has to be, right? Because he's right. the rule five draftee. Yeah. Uh and which you won't let us forget. Um yeah. So, I mean, he is definitely going to have an impact. The question is, is it going to be a positive one or a negative
2: one? Um, well, I guess you and, could argue if a Rule 5 draftee has room on the roster to play, then that may not be a good thing overall. I'm is, that go, is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that that he is going to get an opportunity is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's true for somebody like like Brett Wisely or Casey Schmidt. Although I believe both of those guys are going to get opportunities this year, and absolutely. I, I, yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Casey Schmidt. Just I thought you, know, you were going I, with Kyle Harrison. I'm, no, I'm not going with Kyle Harrison.
2: <laughs> okay, Casey Schmidt.
1: All right, Casey, you Schmidt. locked it in. Yeah, I didn't. I, no, you 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 just you just you you. you you just assumed. You just—I'm assume. right. not a bandwagon guy. I'm not a bandwagon <laughs> guy.
2: That's why I'm also not going with Brett Wisely. All right. All right. Well, you know. Uh, okay. So what? Uh, so every year, we seem to have a player on our team that make that we didn't ex- suspect that would would impact the team. Last year was Luis Gonzalez. You know, we uh, prior to that it was Lamont Wade Jr. Yep. So what dark horse player will make a surprise impact? this year and i have some options for you okay sean jelly tristan beck or someone not in the organization <laughs> what about adrian sugasty <laughs> no see i'm not i'm not saying him i'm not gonna say that name <laughs> <laughs> i'm crossing him out on our show notes right now
1: um uh, hmm. Those those are my only three options. Sean well, no, Shelley, but those are Tristan some Beck. suggestions.
2: I guess you could, if you think Adrian Sugasti is your guy, the dark horse, the super, super deep dark horse that will make oh, right, an right. impact on the Giants this year.
1: I don't know about you, but I really like this Tristan Beck kid. He's my
2: number one starter going into the season. <laughs> That's right, AI Ben. <laughs> no. Yes. We have on no. record. We have on no. record what Ben says. <laughs> well,
1: first of all, okay, no, first, just no, no. Yeah, That's not going to happen. I am a strong no on Tristan Beck, whatever AI Ben says. Um, But I will say that I don't know that I consider Sean Jelly a dark horse. And I also know that the way that Farhan rolls, I think this is going to be somebody who is not currently in the organization. That's what I'm going with.
2: Yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. I think that... uh... Yeah, I think that there could be some guy that they pick up that gets let go in the next week that all of a sudden is our starting second baseman, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you just never know. Right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had Tyra Estrada, like literally like the day before opening day a few years ago when the the Yankees released him and we uh, we actually traded for him for cash uh, after he was put on waivers. And so, um, that's, that's how we got Tyro Estrada. So you just never know like when, when that will happen. But I,
1: can you I, imagine I, that? I, that doesn't, that just, just let's, wait, let's just slow down and take a moment. Okay. We got Tyro Estrada for cash. Yeah. That's amazing.
2: That's that, amazing. Know, and See, I mean, that hats off to like Farhan and his, and the right, scouting team, right? right. I mean, as much as, as,
1: as much as I want Farhan Zayedi fired, I got to say, he has his moments.
2: That's right. You know, That's right. You know, right. All yeah. right. Well, speaking.
1: Wait. Uh, so, am oh, did I we actually ask come any up this? with? A,
2: did we come up with an answer? Oh, okay. No, you get to answer some ask some yeah, questions. Yeah,
1: ask him questions. I'll also, yeah, I feel very. I feel like this is my question.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the cynical <laughs> Ben question for sure. This is the
1: cynical Ben question. Who's going to start more games at shortstop, Matthew, Brandon Crawford, or Tyro Estrada?
2: <laughs> oh man. Um. See, heart Matthew wants to say Brandon Crawford. brain Matthew is like, you know, you know the answer to this question.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I, I don't know if this is, I think we're going to do like, we're going to do this at the end, right? We're going to talk about like how we think the teams are going to be. I sure. think this team has a lot of upside. I really do. I really do. It oh, yeah. feels it feels like a quilt made out of old T-shirts.
0: <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? It, it feels like. No, uh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's like you got all these old T-shirts. You, they're they're old and ratty. They can't be used as T-shirts anymore. But but you love them, and and they still have some value in them. So you take them all together, Matthew, and you sew them onto a quilt in little. Blocks, right? So each block has a different t-shirt. And when you hold them up all together, it looks ridiculous. It doesn't fit. The parts don't like they don't go together. Yeah. But but it makes you feel warm inside because of all the happy memories that you had from wearing the those t-shirts. And now they're on the big quilt and they keep you warm at night. Um uh, you know. And that is the twenty twenty-three San Francisco Giants. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like If we throw all of these things that we like together and they don't really necessarily mesh. But, you know, at the end of the day, they might serve their purpose, which is to keep us warm. Right. Win baseball games. And that's what I mean. They kind of look like that. And that's great. But I'm also worried that some of these old guys, some of these old T-shirts, I guess, in this weird analogy of mine, are just going to be too old and they're going to get hurt. And too many of them are going to get hurt. And I think Crawford is definitely one of those guys, right? And uh, and I could definitely see uh, Estrada playing shortstop. And um, I don't know that Tyro Estrada, at his age, even, you know, what is he, like eight years younger than, than Brandon Crawford, is a better shortstop than Crawford. But I think we're going to see there's a really good chance that we could see a lot of Tyro Estrada playing shortstop either because Crawford is is hurt which I think is the most likely scenario or the less likely scenario which is he's just not producing
2: yeah i, I, I and that would be that would be interesting to see like at what point if Brandon Crawford struggles uh do they just pull the plug on Brandon Crawford could you see that happening halfway through the season or something let's say and let's say Casey Schmidt is tearing it up in AAA and Brandon Crawford is struggling and um, you know could you see a a time where they they, they make a move like that that's an interesting one
1: I don't see it unless they're unless they're really like unless they're playing well and they feel like they need to make a move to stay in playoff contention I but I don't no, because I think if they're tanking, right, if the season goes completely off the rails, I think they they play with they stay with Crawford as long. as Yeah. They can yeah. What's the out? point of, of,
2: of yeah. changing out if you've already lost the season? Yeah. But OK, well, OK, we'll see. I, I I I don't know if Tyro Estrada would be the one that they would ultimately put in there uh, if Crawford were to go down for lengths of time. Um, particularly, like if someone like uh, Casey Schmidt is playing well, you know he could see time at shortstop, too. But I could definitely see a scenario where someone else plays shortstop more than Brandon Crawford this year, and it hasn't started off well. He's already got a knee injury, you yep. know, and uh, you know he's thirty, what thirty-seven years old or whatever. So it's uh, it doesn't look good, and and I I, I hate to see that happened and kind of like brandon belt last year right kind of limping along at the end of his giants tenure
1: yeah agreed and i, I think it, it definitely could go that way um i hope all it right. doesn't but it could
2: yeah. yes yep all right so next question uh i'm gonna ask you a question about my favorite um uh, one of my favorite giants right now Sure. how long does rule five draftee blake sable last on this year's roster?
1: is one of my options way too long?
2: Possibly. Yes. It's an (laughs) open-ended question, Ben. Share, (laughs) share us your thoughts.
1: Uh, Hmm. Well, you know what, Matthew? I'm going to see what it's like to be you for a moment. Oh, Oh. And, and, and you know what? Like you were so excited about this kid, this rule five drafty Blake Sable. Uh, I'm gonna say that he's gonna last the whole season. He's gonna he's gonna they're gonna lock him in. He's gonna be a San Francisco giant, and I I don't know what that means from hit for him. Two, three years down the line. Probably means he's gonna get DFA'd at some point (laughs) in 2025. But (laughs) but I say he's gonna make it the whole season he is a permanent San Francisco giant I am all in on rule five draftee Blake Sable
0: this is what happens when we let Ben drink too much
2: (laughs) 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 yes Bob I think you're right I mean oh my god first of all yes welcome to the Blake Sable train but uh but Bob yeah that does sound like he's been drinking a little too much doesn't it
1: But, hey, hey, I got a follow-up question, though. I got a follow-up question for okay.
2: you. Okay. How many of those
1: games, Matthew, will have been after it was too late and they should have gotten rid of him but refused to do so? Hmm. Because my answer is not zero.
2: I'm not going that optimistic. <laughs> I... I see what you're saying because I mean there is a scenario on here because you know he has not played above like what double A in his entire career, yeah. Maybe even single A. I didn't even check, but I mean he has not played high up in there, and and so there is a scenario where he struggles, and you know, I and they can't I could, send him down, they right? Can't. But overall, the talent is there. They believe in him. So it kind of goes back to the same answer you gave for Crawford. I feel like if they're out of it at some point, they keep him, right? Because they want him. You know, once they get through the this year, then they'll be able to option him, do whatever they want with him. Uh, but so I would say that they will keep him on for the full year, and they're But I will agree with this this question that you have planted suggests that it might be. That he might have deserved to be let go earlier. <laughs> You're really and struggling could, on this one. <laughs> I could see that. Yes, I could see that because that is plausible with the guy that's young and 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 uh, hasn't had a lot of hasn't had any major league experience. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, But so far, man, the guy doesn't show any fear. Yeah, he's 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 you know, and yeah, and and then if they keep a third catcher, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, he's that luxury that they love yeah. to have. And
1: yeah, hang on, I got to channel my inner Gabe Kapler here for a moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really like his vibe. Um, uh, his approach in the weight room is, is really, you know, it's something else. It's he's super confident. Um, you know, I really like the way he walks. Um, you know, he's, uh, he doesn't take any, uh, you know, he doesn't take any, uh, he doesn't take any, you know, crap. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for lack of a better word, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's super, he's super locked in. And, uh, and I really, uh, I really, I really think he's great. I really like his approach at the plate as well. You know, I really like his approach to everything. I like, <laughs> I like, I like the way he approaches uh, putting on his socks. You know, he does it one foot at a time, which is, uh, something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I like about Blake Sable. All right. You know what, Matthew? We're kind of, we're, we're running up against the wall. We got so many questions left. I think we need to go lightning round. All right. Lightning round. Here we go. All, All right. right. Uh, over or under 15 wins for Logan Webb? Over. Under. Who will be the uh, who will have the who's going to be first in wins and second in wins for the San Francisco Giants?
2: I say Logan Webb and Alex Cobb. I
1: say Logan Webb and Alex Wood. All right. Uh does Joey Bart end the season as the Giants' main catcher? No. No. Does Joey Bart oh sorry. <laughs> Who out of this group, what, who wrote this question? All right, you got to ask, this. you got to ask this question. You got to ask this question.
2: All right, I will ask this question because it's my question. Who out of this group doesn't hit 20 home runs? Jock Peterson, who hit 23 last year. Yaz, who hit 17 last year, Lamont Wade, who hit 18 in 318 plate appearances in 2021, Wilmer Flores, who hit 19 last year, VR, who hit 9 in 81 plate appearances last year, Mitch Hanniger, who hit 26 in 2018, and Michael Conforto, who hit 33 in 2019. Who out of this group doesn't
0: hit Twenty home runs. There are
1: seven names on that list, and you're asking me who doesn't hit
0: twenty home runs? uh Oh, Ben, Matthew is getting optimistic again.
1: <laughs> you don't <laughs> say, Bob. You don't say.
2: Uh, wow, All those guys have the ability to hit twenty home runs. I- I'm, I'm, you know, t- in 2021 we had about the same amount of guys that hit twenty home runs. Okay, That's un- you, it's it's not are unprecedented. You, are you ready? Okay, here's yes. my lightning answer. Yes, Wade.
1: Flores, VR, all of those guys do not hit twenty home runs, and I'm going to go with Hanniger. Oh, you're so Peter- wrong. You're so P- you're just two two of them. Peterson and Conforto both hit twenty. None of the other guys do. Lock it in.
2: Uh, you you okay? I'm pulling this out at the end of the year when all these guys hit home runs, and we're going to revisit <laughs> this. My goodness, all yeah, they're right, right. Gonna all going to hit right. nineteen. All right, who has the better <laughs> season? Moving on. Taylor or Tyler Rogers.
1: Mm, Tyler. He's my man. And I know that he's not yours. Tyler, yeah, I, all the it's way. It's funny.
2: I, I I wanna disagree with you. I really do. But then <laughs> you look at the career numbers and I'll be damned Tyler has better numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah than Taylor <laughs> Rogers. Tyler
1: Rogers uh, is one of the greatest relievers
2: in baseball. I don't know what you want. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's Tyler. Yeah.
1: Tyler Rogers is gonna have the better season. They're both gonna be great. We got a three headed monster. If only if only we could use it.
2: All right. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm going with Tyler, even though he scares the crap out of me. All right. When will the first roster moves take place, Matthew? (laughs) Well, there will be roster moves within the first week to ten days, mainly because we've got a lot of off days and they're probably going to carry only twelve pitchers to start the season. So at some point they will need to bring in another pitcher and that's when Rule Five Draftee Blake Sable might, you know, see his first potential cut. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, and then Hanegar and all those who are are going to be eligible to come off the the injury list early. So there's going to be a lot of movement going on. And that's just what Farhan likes to do. I mean, our you know, it, it's it's he's just the kind of guy that likes to move Give things around. Give me a date. Uh, I'm going to say April 5th. I'm going to go with April 6th. All right. Who's the cynic right. now? <laughs> yeah, you're being a little optimistic there. All right.
1: <laughs> How soon will Ben start complaining about the Giants defense? Oh, day one. Come on. The Giants defense really sucks, Matthew. I don't know if you noticed this.
2: <laughs> I think they're going to be better than you think they're going to be. I think they're going to be average. And uh, and that's good okay. enough. Mm, I hope you're right. I hope you're There's right. There's been a lot. Ar- go go read all the articles in the Athletic that have been talking about the unluckiness of the infield or the defense, and mm-hmm. and uh, and just the fact that Jock Peterson won't be playing the outfield. You <laughs> know, improves it enough. So I I think I think they're going to be playable on defense this year.
1: All right. Well, I-, I will try to be. I'll try to be fair, and so I won't complain unless they're actually bad. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Wow, this is a dark question. Matthew, how long will you continue to stay positive on this team? How many games under 500 does this team need to go before you start to give up?
2: That's a good question. I wrote this question thinking, ah, it'd be funny. But now that I'm really thinking about it, there's a few (laughs) scenarios, right? I mean, it could go bad early. Injury.
1: Injury could really
2: ruin this team. Yeah. Yeah. And we start off like 10 and 25 or something ridiculous like that. I I it would be hard to stay positive, uh, but if we're middle, of, if we're rolling along like last year. So last year, you know, we were, yeah, you know, we we had we started off strong, and then we fell off, and then we came back, and we were like kind of just, you know, we were struggling to get back to eight to five hundred. I think if we're within a playoff spot, this is supposed to be a lightning round, by the way. Well, we still got time. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> if 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 we're within a playoff spot uh within that third playoff spot by in late August I will still be optimistic
1: okay so you're going to you're going to hang on until late August no matter what because you're going to be like I don't care if they're 20 games out they could still go on a run you're not going to give up on this team until August
0: 31st no no I'm not okay. third wild card is the worst <laughs> wild card that's true, Bob. It is the worst wild card, but it's still
2: a wild card spot. So yeah. I'm, I'm, we're in it. We're in it, man.
1: Yeah, I think Matthew, for the rest of the season, is going to be reminding us that the Phillies were the third wild card. Uh, and where did uh, they play last year? Yeah, they played in the World Series. That's uh-huh. right. Exactly. That's right. exactly. Um, uh, you know, and I'll say a chip in a chair, Bob, a chip in a chair. As long as they're in it, they're in it. But, you uh, know, come on. They, they need to be... They need to be a few games within the wild card by you know, I don't know by by I want to say by July fifteenth. They really need to be in the wild card hunt, right? I don't they have mm. they don't have to be in position, but if they're like six or seven games out at that point, like I, I think that's time to to pack it in. But you're this was about you and what you think, and so I agree. Yeah, you probably will be optimistic until <laughs> August thirty first. <31st. laughs> All right, Matthew. All right. How many games are the Giants going to win?
2: I'm going with. Screw it. I'm going with 90. 90 wins. 90 wins. Nine. 90 wins. 90. 90. I had 88 in my head and then like <laughs> and then the optimism just surged and I just went with it. 90. 90. <laughs> Lock it in. Going with 90 wins. Oh my goodness.
1: Wow. Uh you know what? I think this is above average baseball team and I am going to this team should this team as it is should win eighty four games. I don't know if that's enough to make the playoffs or not, but I think they should win eighty four games okay, and they'll but, be in but- the
2: That's that's ludicrous, and I'll tell you why. One is that they are a better team this year than they are last year. Yeah, on paper, and they were. And they play less games against the Dodgers and and Padres this year than they do last year. Well, and
1: the the Dodgers and Padres are worse teams this year. Well, I guess the Padres are better, but the Dodgers are worse. Uh, Okay, I I that just means they got to play more teams against other teams that are better than them. Like, you know, like I I think they're an eighty four win team.
2: All right, we'll find out at the end of the season. I guess we will. You're you're buying, hey, whoever's right buys the other a bottle of booze. (laughs) Uh, Don't buy me rum. I got a lot of rum. rum. No rum, no gin.
1: No rum, no gin. Uh, yeah, I'm saying nice 84 wins. Bourbon. How about that? I will say this though: the main thing I'm really worried about injury on this team. The, the whole Hanager thing, and this is kind of like this is kind of like this is exactly how we thought it was going to go, and it's already happening this way. I'm not going to yeah. make opening day if if Hanager and Conforto do not stay healthy. I, it, it, Blake Sable is not going to carry us to the promised land.
2: Well, twenty twenty one had injuries too. I mean there were a lot of people getting hurt and the depth kept showing up and uh so I feel like I feel like we're positioned for that. And rule five draft D Blake Sable is going to save us.
1: Okay. Okay. I hope you're right. I, I mean I, I don't know where that depth is gonna be. I mean it's gonna be Bryce Johnson or Von Brown or Casey Schmidt or you know, and, exactly. and that would be that would be exactly. super cool. That would be super would be cool. cool. Yes uh but i don't know i don't know all right i don't know why we have this question so far down but which giants player will have the most stolen bases this season matthew tyro Estrada, which seems like the obvious answer
2: yes the only guy on the current roster that can run or bryce johnson who stole four bases in a game yeah he, he like I think he leads the Cactus League or second in the Cactus League in stolen base this year with nine. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going Bryce Johnson because, yeah, some guy's going to get hurt in there. They're going to maybe, maybe they start to realize that they need defense out in the outfield. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then he's hit just enough in the spring to where he's getting on base. So, well, i Bryce be a, Johnson.
1: He could also be a pinch runner. And they don't have to bring him up that many times for him to lead the team in stolen bases. Fair, fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he plays a month, he's probably going to lead the team for the entire season. That's right, that's right. I think that's a good guess. I think it's Bryce Johnson, too. All right, last question. Will any Giants player win a major award this season? And I guess the question is who?
2: Right. Uh, I say... Draft deep Blake Sable wins rookie of the year.
1: <laughs> you kind of have to say that, don't you?
2: <laughs> I'm all in now, man. I got you, it. You really, you really do.
1: <laughs> I I I think the Giants I mean, they're just not built this way. I don't think the Giants have a chance of winning any of the major awards except reliever of the year, Camilo Duval yes. Uh so I'm gonna say I'm gonna that's my guess. Camilo Duval is reliever of the year. Uh I you know, I I even if the Giants play really, really well, they're just not designed. They're not a one guy team, right?
2: No, no, you're right. With all their mixing and matching and platooning, yeah, there's just not. And I, I agree with you. Duvall is, you know, could be the the reliever of the year. And I think that having Taylor Rogers actually adds to that that possibility because I think he won't be overworked. Right. He'll have the chance to pitch more, you know, um, better. And and so, I, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that could be a good one.
1: Yeah. All right. Well. There we did it, Matthew. We got through all of our prediction questions. Uh, And it's it's time to wrap it up. But before we do, we all need to know. Was it Mitch Shablotsky or not?
2: You mean who was the opening day right fielder during the 2020 season? Yes. It was rookie Joe McCarthy, (laughs) who was hitless. That's what I said. Mitch Shablotsky. Exactly. Who was hitless in 10 at bats over five games to start the season and was sent to COVID purgatory, never to return to the majors. Wow. Yeah. I, I,
1: said, I don't, you know, So I, I, don't I researched this, wrote
2: it down and then forgot the guy's name. So that's that's how like like, wow. I mean, that was that was the best we could do opening up the 2020 season was a guy that got 10 at bats over five games and then has never. Those are the only 10 at bats he's gotten ever in the major leagues. And and
1: wow. Yeah. Oh, OK, so that so that's the only time he's ever played
2: in the major leagues. Exactly.
1: So so he never got a hit. Never got a hit. So he doesn't have a batting average, and he never played in front of a live crowd. So he is a former Major League Baseball player. He can say that. Like, yes. I made it to the Major Leagues, but he never played in front of a crowd. He never got a hit. We might have find the guy who is worse than Moonlight Graham. And Moonlight Graham grew up to be a a pediatrician, Matthew, and saved yes, save children's so, lives.
2: And maybe Joe McCarthy will be too.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe so. Maybe, maybe
2: Joe so. will like learn. will figure out world peace or something.
1: Wow, wow. And 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 did so. I guess so. After he got cut, that was he just he was just gone.
2: Well, so then he yeah he got released after the twenty twenty one season, and then he was picked up by the uh, Rangers, the Texas Rangers. Okay. Okay. After, no, after 2020 season. So, yeah, in 2021, he's picked up by the Texas Rangers. He's been in the Rangers minor league system, but has never played in the majors again.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, looking ahead. what What's happening in the future, Matthew?
2: Well, we got new cocktails next week.
1: That's right. We do. We have new cocktails. You are drinking...
2: The Switchblade. I don't know why I said it like that, but just I felt like I needed a Switchblade. <laughs> um,
1: Switchblade. Oh, it's, it's cutting. It's dangerous. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, you know what, Matthew?
0: Huh?
1: I'm drinking
2: a scorpion. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We'll have to figure uh, why why the why spork. Okay, okay. Scorpion. All right.
1: It's a tiki classic.
2: Tiki the, classic. The, the Scorpion of course it is. Bowl.
1: All right. I mean, obviously, and uh, yes, folks, that will be my last tiki drink. I also wanted to mention, this is episode 99. We would have made a big deal out of this if you know who had signed with us. He didn't.
2: Yeah. So we're not. We're not. Yeah, because who cares about number 99?
1: Right. This is our 99th episode, which means our next episode is episode 100, which really I, I it's, it's it's hard for me to believe that we we stuck it out that we we, we 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 made a commitment Matthew and we've stuck to it
2: yeah we actually didn't even really make a commitment we, we just kind of keep commitment. coming we back every keep, week yeah, yeah. We, we do
1: yeah yeah I don't know yeah which is yeah. great
2: like I've gosh man this is like 100, 100 episodes I haven't done anything well, like that long in my life you know yeah, well' I'm uh, actually
1: that's interesting that you say that because I'm not surprised that you've done that you've achieved this I'm very surprised that I've achieved this
2: yeah me too to be honest
1: <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> I think the listeners are probably, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 that yeah, tracks, know. they're like, wow, <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> we're kind of surprised you're still <laughs> at it too, then, <laughs>
2: All right, everyone. Well, you can all be surprised that Ben uh, Ben stuck it out this long, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Fun hundred episodes. Let's uh, or ninety nine, I guess. Hundred is next week, and or our next happy hour cocktail episode will be our hundredth. And so, stop by next week for that. Follow us on social media at Giant Cocktails on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon, where we post our recipes. And you know, with Twitter now, that the season's getting in. We're gonna you know, be watching games on Twitter and chiming in. So, definitely feel free to give us a follow there and. Connect with us, uh, and also give us a you know a rating on the podcast listener of your choice. Uh, particularly if you're an Apple Podcast listener, go down there to the bottom and you know hit a star, five stars or whatever it is there. I can't even remember now. I think it's stars. It's, it's seven stars. stars. They need to give us seven stars. And then uh, you know you can even write a little a little little blurb about why you like us. Uh, it doesn't a lot, but really really appreciate that. Uh, so go do that. Like right now. We'll wait. Yep. Do it. We're waiting. Okay, anyway, all right. I'm sure you've done that. Uh, In the meantime, uh, it's been great talking to you, Ben, and uh, listeners, we'll see you again next week. Ben, it's been a fun time. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: You didn't say bye right. You were like, bye. Bye. There you go.
0: Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.